0: Listener-supported WNYC Studios. From WNYC, it's Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. Donald Trump will take the oath of office on January 20th, 2017, becoming the nation's 45th president. And he is promising to act swiftly to boost economic growth and create jobs. And with a Republican-controlled Congress, I think we can expect to see a lot in the first 100 days. Well, joining me to talk about what is in store are Rana Fruhar with Time Magazine and Rob Cox with Reuters Breaking Views. Good morning to both of you. Good Good morning. morning. So I think we're only going to be able to really scratch the surface here because there are so many things to talk about. But let's start with some of the big topics. First, taxes.
1: Our current tax code is so burdensome and so complex, my plan will reduce the current number of brackets from seven... three.
0: Sounds like an actual nice thing to have it a little bit easier to do your taxes. (laughs) How likely is this and who would benefit from it?
2: I think tax reform is probably going to happen. But I think mainly the rich are going to benefit from Donald Trump's plan, rich corporations and rich individuals. Uh, The thing that kind of worries me is when you compare it to, say, the plan that even the House Republicans have put together, he's not talking about really closing loopholes. He's just talking about cutting rates. And that's going to end up putting us in a situation like we were in the right during the Reagan administration, actually, where you've got tax cuts, but no spending cuts, debt and deficit building up. It's really some sort of bizarre supply side uh, redux.
1: He's talked about reducing personal income tax rates pretty dramatically, corporate tax rates as well, and then repatriating all that money that corporations have stashed offshore. If you take the personal tax rates, it's far lower than what the House has put forward He's still got to get past the House. He's still got to get past the Senate. So I can't imagine that that it would go as far as he's proposed and not least because you're talking, I think, in the order of $5 trillion of debt over 10 years that would be created as a result of that. I think a Paul Ryan, should he retain his job, is going to be in a pretty difficult position to allow that kind of sort of irresponsible or profligate sort of spending. But you're definitely going to see – Lower tax rates across the board, no matter what happens.
0: Is that a good thing for consumers? Is that a good thing for people that they'll have more money in their pocket?
1: Well, it, I mean, it, in the short term, it can be stimulative. People have more money, they spend it, that helps the economy. Longer term, it stores up bigger problems if you're not spending appropriately for your federal government and all those kinds of other problems, and if you're creating debt, of course.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it doesn't really get to the kind of core issues of, of what is causing slower growth. I mean, if you look at the last 20 years, there's really no good evidence either under George Bush or under Obama to show that tax cuts led to some kind of boost in growth of the kind that his advisors are telling him he's going to get. I mean, he's thinking that tax cuts, largely tax cuts and regulatory cuts, are going to somehow lead him to double the U.S. growth rate. That is complete magical thinking.
0: Let's go to another topic then, infrastructure. That's where he wants to spend money to create more jobs. But we
2: have to rebuild our roads, our bridges, our
1: tunnels, our schools, our hospitals. I mean, our country is like a third world country.
0: He's kind of got a point there if you think about the Port Authority (laughs) bus terminal, for example. But riddle me this. How do you have tax cuts and at the same time spend billions of dollars to rebuild the country?
1: Well, first of all, he doesn't actually plan to borrow money to do the infrastructure. The idea is that corporations and individuals will put the money up. They'll receive a stream of income from that and they'll get a tax credit against it. That's basically the idea. And furthermore, the Trump team wants – to kind of eliminate the government as the adjudicator here. They don't want them to be the general contractor. They want private corporations and private projects to basically take over some of these things.
0: Next topic is trade. And I guess one could ask the question with Donald Trump being elected and with Brexit and concerns in Europe, is globalization dead?
1: This wave of globalization has wiped out totally, totally our middle class. It doesn't have to be this way.
0: There are a lot of things that he can do without having to go to Congress. Should we expect that there will be changes in international trade agreements?
2: I wouldn't be at all surprised to see tariffs on China and Mexico next year. Um, Trade is an area that the president has a lot of leeway on. Um, This is, you know, a big part of his campaign platform.
0: If you slap a tariff on China and China probably will fight back. Does that mean that we as consumers should expect to see higher prices for goods?
2: Well, what will happen if you have a tariff war, if you have a trade war, um, it's it's going to ultimately hurt U.S. consumers because even though the idea is you make U.S. goods more competitive on the international market, if you think about how supply chains work, every company has tons, hundreds of parts coming in and out all the time from China and Mexico. Every single time that widget comes in and out, that's a charge that a U.S. company has to pay that eventually gets passed on to a U.S. consumer.
0: Does that mean, though no, those companies will bring those jobs back here so they won't have to Pay that fee,
2: boy. You know it could, but I tell you that would be a messy, horrible process. Because think about what would happen. You'd have a trade. First, for that to happen, you'd have to have trade war in which many nations would be retaliating. In a global system, everybody's going to suffer. The consumer is going to stop spending. There's going to be, I think, market chaos if something like that would happen. I just don't see it as being this easy slap tariffs on, jobs come back, you know, the consumer <laughs> benefits. It just doesn't work that way. No,
1: I mean, it would it would create a lot of inflation, first of all. Exactly. But, but that inflation would hit those for whom consumption, normal consumption is a larger percentage of their That's pocketbook. Right. And that actually is going to hurt the less well-off more right. than it will the well-off. And the consumers who will be hit the worst will probably be the people who voted for Donald Trump, frankly.
0: Well, finally, let's talk about the Federal Reserve and low interest rates and close to zero and the future of Janet Yellen, the chair of the Fed.
2: Well, Saying it's zero because she's obviously political and
1: she's doing what Obama wants her to do.
0: So, should we expect that uh, interest rates are going to rise really quickly, really soon, and Janet Yellen's going to be out of a job?
1: Uh, The interest rates are going up in December, not least because of what Donald Trump has been saying. What's what's really important here is the independence of the central bank. And if there was any movement by a new Trump administration to in any way pull away that independence to, you know, either get rid of Janet Yellen before her term is up, which it'll be up in a year, you know, a little over a year, um, anything like that would spook the world. It would spook the markets. Um, That would would ultimately be a terrible thing for him to do for if he really wants to get do anything you know
0: serious. So these are just some of the policies that he's been talking about, and there's so many more. But when you look at these four, at least, will they create economic growth?
2: To me, the key thing is the infrastructure program. The tax cuts and regulatory cuts alone don't get you there. They might get you a tiny short-term burst. They will do nothing in the long term. And in fact, they'll end you up in eight years in a worse place. But if you can do the infrastructure um, and get some reasonable tax reform, that could be a good thing.
1: There's a lot that Donald Trump can do and has promised that he will do in that in the short term, it'll be like eating Twinkies. You'll get a, <laughs> you'll a, get a real point. But you'll get this real good sugar high. Um, we're already seeing it in the stock market. I and mean, you look at all the sort of the way investors are responding to what they think will be the economic policy of a Trump administration. But longer term, if you've really stored up problems, you've, you've not actually dealt with the problems of the tax code, you've just cut rates or you've ended up with five plus trillion more of debt. Then you have a much bigger problem and you have like a
0: Twinkie hangover. Well, Ron Cox is the global editor for Reuters Breaking Views and Rana Fruhar is Assistant Managing Editor for Business at Time. Thank you both for joining. Thanks, Thanks Charlie. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC.